You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Hey guys, Basic Gordon here. Happy Friday. Look, we made it to the end of the week and I was able to get every episode out except for one, okay? Today on Rewind with Basa, we have a few topics, but not too many. I'm going to give you guys an update on Britney Griner, Megan Thee Stallion's new album, when I will be dropping my weekend event that you should know about, and along with my interview with Dr. Nelson, who is actually from Seattle, but he currently lives in Washington, D.C. That is where his doctor's practice is at, and you know, we gotta talk about this forsaken thing called monkeypox, okay? All of that goes down and more today on Rewind with Besa. All right, you guys, welcome back. Of course, this is Rewind with Besa, episode 10. And we just might have to call this episode, What in the Monkeypox Part 2? Because that is what the entire second portion of this episode is going to be about. Like I said, we have Dr. Nelson coming in. So that way we can actually get some real, real deal information about what the heck is going on with this monkeypox, what we need to worry about. And we also have to talk about these vaccines because they're pretty sparse. But first things first, we got to talk about Brittany Griner, all right? According to the Washington Post, on Thursday, Russia finally confirmed for the first time that negotiations between Washington and Moscow on a prisoner exchange were underway at the United States proposed a deal to release the WNBA star Brittany Griner and another American prisoner. Now, I did tell you guys that I heard Russia does not plan on speaking or even thinking about doing a prisoner swap until she was sentenced. Now she's actually been sentenced to nine years. Um, And at this particular point, they're like, okay, now we'll talk to you because now we've actually charged her with this crime. So we'll end up seeing what happens. Hopefully they are able to get her out a lot sooner than later. I can't imagine being that tall over there in that Itty bitty cage. I really hope that they don't have her just sitting in there all damn day long. And I really do hope that they have her in like an actual somewhat of a normal size room because Brittany Griner is like, what, six, four, maybe even taller than that. As she's walking through the door, she's having to like literally duck her head down like Lord have mercy. Uh, Definitely sending Brittany Griner nothing but positive vibes because honestly, you guys, there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world today. So I definitely hope that, you know, once Brittany Griner comes home um, and actually even between as she's coming home, right? Uh, I really do hope that there are some conversations had here from the marijuana laws that we have in America that allow for people to still be locked up while we're trying to break her out to the simple fact that WNBA players literally have to go overseas to be paid their worth. If she was being paid properly, she wouldn't have had her butt over in Russia at especially a time like this. Like, obviously, she really needed to be there. Like, why would you as an American or go on over to Russia at a time like she did? Like, she literally went in February. That was probably the worst time that she could have ever gone to Russia. You guys already know I will keep you guys posted and absolutely updated on what is going on with Brittany Griner. 
Now, in other news, it looks like out of nowhere, uh, Megan Thee Stallion is giving us a new album. It's going to be called Trauma Zine, I want to say. And uh, I guess she had some songs leaked. I guess the cover leaked. She's, of course, blaming her former label, uh, 1501. Uh, as you guys know, Carl Crawford is over that. She wanted to get out of her contract and go on over to Rock Nation. He wouldn't let her out of the contract. And that's honestly the whole reason why she hasn't dropped an album this whole time. And for Furthermore, they weren't apparently, at least according to Meg, they weren't giving her any money. So I found some tweets from Meg's page where in a nutshell, she's basically saying that Carl Crawford is now trying to help her promote the album. And she's like, why are you now trying to help me promote things? Where were you at this whole time? Furthermore, I don't need for you to share my album in a freaking IG story. I need you to give me money for marketing. That is what I need. So look, obviously, they still have some <laughs> agreements to work out. But she did also have a tweet that somewhere said, I'm going to see if I can find it. But she basically said, once this album is out, she's out of her contract and they're never going to make any more money off of her. So I'm intrigued to see what ends up happening with this. We still are trying to we still have to wait to figure out what is going to happen with her case with Tory Lanez. But in the meantime, in between time, at least we finally get Megan Thee Stallion's first album. Um, I do find it very unfortunate for her that she wasn't able to properly promote it. But I can't understand why she's like, you know what? Let's just drop it. I don't have time for this. If you guys are sitting here leaking my music, you're leaking my covers. I, I might as well just drop the damn album and go on about my day. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to check out the album later on today as it's already out. Um, and I will let you guys know my thoughts on the album Monday. Now, really, really quick before we go to um, a commercial break, I'm actually going to do this week's um, weekend events or Seattle events that you should know about in an IG reel. Because honestly, I haven't had time to look. I'm not even going to hold you guys. Looking for events that I feel are worth actually sharing takes a lot of time. Sometimes it's easier for me just to share different pages that you guys should follow. So I'm going to put something together. As long as you're following me on Instagram or you're following me on TikTok, you'll be able to see it. If you're not, I suggest you follow me on Instagram or you follow me on TikTok. That way you are able to see my event recommendations for this weekend. In the meantime, between time, we are going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to have our interview with Dr. Nelson to talk about these goddamn monkeypox. Okay, stay locked to the Rewind with Basa. Hey guys, welcome back. You are so locked into episode 10 of Rewind with Basa season and right now we're about to drop our first interview of the season. You guys know I don't like just interviewing only artists. I don't think there's anything wrong with interviewing artists. But at this particular point in my career as a person in media, not even just a person in radio, just straight up as a woman in media, I've been doing this for over 10 years at this point. Actually, I've probably been doing this for about 12 or 13 years now because I really started when I was about 19 and I'm currently 32. So you do the math. Um... I just I, I don't like to pigeonhole myself when it comes to my interviews. I like to expand and I like to make sure everybody knows I can definitely ask people more questions than just. So what were you thinking when you wrote this lyric? Like, chill, ain't nobody always got time for that. It's fun sometimes, but a lot of times I really like to dig deeper into things like 
monkeypox. Okay. When COVID first hit, I did not take the time to actually get all the information that we needed. Right. Um, the information ended up coming in sparsely and then eventually we were just in lockdown. So I have been really taking the time to do the research on these monkeypox. And as it's been growing across America and even here in Washington state, like child, we have over 200 cases right here in Washington state. And 200 of them are actually in King County, if I'm not mistaken. And that is why I wanted to make sure we had a talk with Dr. Nelson. Uh, he's also from Seattle, by the way. Um, but really, you guys, my whole thing was we need to make sure that we're getting information from proper sources, okay? There was literally a TikTok where somebody said, um, my boyfriend had monkey pox. He ended up giving it to me, but he's completely healed of it now. So now he can't re-get it. Well, let's be completely honest. Do we really know if that's true? This is what this person is telling us on TikTok. This is not what a doctor is telling us. And because the freaking disease is so new, we don't really know who to believe. So I decided to call up a doctor to make sure we are all good to go. So in this particular interview, we're talking about the monkey pox vaccine. We're talking about where the heck this thing even came from. We're talking about how to disinfect things. We're talking about if you actually need the vaccine and how long it might even take for people to be able to get a hold of the vaccine. We're also talking about how it transfers and how you can just truly, really protect yourself and even where the damn disease comes from, okay? If you guys have any more questions about monkeypox, please drop them in the comments so that way when Dr. Nelson does come back, we can make sure that we touch on those. In the meantime, between time, let's get into this interview, you guys. Hey guys, Basa Gordon here. Welcome to another episode of The Rewind with Basa. This is going to be a special one because this is the first uh, interview that we are airing for season two of Rewind with Basa. Now, I told you guys that we had Dr. Nelson coming on today so that way we can talk about all things monkey fox and he is here but of course first we need to get to know dr nelson so let me bring him on in right now to say how you doing hey how you doing i'm doing really really well now i know that you're in the other washington but it looks like you guys got some sunlight over there too oh yeah you can have a little bit of this humidity too if you want that i'll share yeah. it with you I'm 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 <laughs> tell you something. If there's one thing that I'm okay with about Seattle, it's the fact that it rains versus it being humid. <laughs> yes, yes, I do miss that. Now, for those that don't know, uh, not only are you a doctor, you are one of my favorite kinds of doctors. To be exact, you are a certified internal medicine doctor yes. who practices primary care medicine. Yes, yes. And you're from Seattle and with UW. Yes, yes. From the UW, Husky. I went all the way through. I went to Madrona Elementary. I went to Washington Middle School. I went to Garfield High School. Any dogs in the house? Um, and I went to UW. And so I've been in uh, Seattle as a uh, as a, a long acting, I guess, citizen, you can say. But I did come over here for med school. Went to Howard University. I'm an HU grad. HBCU's in the building. And I grew up. Uh, my parents are still in Seattle. I still spend a lot of time in Seattle to get there when I can. I miss Seafair this year, um, and the weather was great, but hopefully uh, next year I'll be there. How do you uh, like it over in D.C.? It's good. It, it's different, right? Um, it, it's culturally different, right? You have a different cultural mix than you have in Seattle. Um, and then it's just that East Coast mentality. It's funny. Yeah. I went back for a, a high school reunion some years back, and everybody said I, I spoke fast now. You know, like, man, you speak so fast. Like, what, what happened to you, you know? 
Um, so it's definitely more upbeat, you know, less chill um, than Seattle, but it's definitely a good vibe here. There's good people here. I've, I've definitely got a good solid peer group here and good friends, colleagues, all that good stuff. So what's it like being a doctor out in D.C. versus in Seattle where, you know, Seattle, there's a very, very small percentage of people that look like us over there. You're in what do they call it? The Chocolate City. Yeah, so. Chocolate. You guys have like black doctors everywhere. Do you feel like it's way easier to get proper care for African-Americans over in D.C.? No, that's a that's a great, great question. Actually, and I think there's some reality to that. Um, you know, Seattle, last time I checked, was between seven and eight percent black. You know, over here, we're, we're, we're much more in the majority. And with that comes a larger professional class. You know, it's not just doctors, it's lawyers, there's all kind of um, black professionals that are here that are in more abundance than you would have in Seattle. Um, so with that does come that ability to, to actually see someone that looks like you, culturally identifies with you and have that relationship with. Um, and so there, there's definitely a beauty in that. Um, and then within, you know, the doctor network, you remember black doctors, about 2% of all doctors, right? And so, you know, a lot of those are based in areas like, you know, the DMV where, you know, most of us are um, residing. And so, you know, that helps in just that exchange. You know, I'm working with a couple of people. We're trying to put together a good, almost like a, a green book for doctors, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have access to referrals, you know? So I have friends that are cardiologists, I have friends that are GI doctors, I have friends that are, you know, anesthesiologists. So I have that in my network because they're here, you know, some of my neighbors. Um, so there, there's definitely a benefit. Um, you, you, you can almost feel it sometimes. I tell people my first time on campus at Howard was just, I got culture shock. You wow. know, I, I looked around, I was like, whoa, like, you know, what is this? People live like this? Um, because you have that, you have that, that, that African diaspora, you know, mm -hmm. you, you know, you don't get that in a lot of places, you know, being from Seattle, you know, I didn't have Jamaican food for the first time until I came out here to DC. Wow. So, yeah, that's real. And things have changed now. Um, in Seattle, and you've got a more influx of more cultures. And so, you know, you do have that um, ability to get those food groups. But yeah, I didn't have my first jerk chicken until I came out in D.C. That is crazy. You know, I always tell people because I've never been to D.C. I've never been to Atlanta. So I always say once I finally do go or even like Texas, like Houston, I already know I'm going to have a culture shock because the first time that I went, started finding like different parties out here in Seattle where there's a lot of black people. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. and there was a lot of black people that I didn't know and they were like from out of town. It was just completely different. Yeah, it's shocking. It, it's, you know, like I said, man, I, 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 I tread through Seattle. That was that's where I, I learned myself. I grew in Seattle, you know, my my good friends in Seattle. So I know Seattle, you know, I know I know what it's like, you know, to go out and, and, and you know, look and search and trying to find, you know, where, where we're at. And so um, you're definitely going to get some culture shock. But if you come out to a DMV, you know, I'll give you the red carpet. Make sure that, uh, you know, you got someone to share it with. So appreciate that. I definitely plan on coming out there really soon. Uh, Julia Jesse from Clapback Culture is out in D.C. So oh, cool. I will definitely be there soon. Um, now for the topic at hand. Yes. Here's the thing. Months ago, I was minding my own business, which I always say is really not a thing when you're on social media. But I ended up seeing these posts about um, discoveries of monkeypox over in Africa. And then I was like, 
okay, well, if it's in Africa, that means it's going to be here eventually. Like, I didn't know how soon. I didn't know how long it was going to take. I just knew that if they were saying there was something called monkeypox just popping up in Africa Mm -hmm. and you're just now telling us, that means it's already been circulating and now you just have to find the people that have it. So months later and over time, of course, I've been telling my audience about it. Finally, it's here in Washington state. It's here in America. I want to say on Tuesday, when I checked the numbers for here in Washington state, it was 154 cases. I don't know what it is at this particular point. Um, Well, damn. (laughs) (laughs) And most of it is in King County. Yes. 200 of the cases are in King County, actually. See what I mean? So obviously it's making its rounds. And my whole thing is I'm not trying to like sound off an alarm like, oh, my God. But at the same time, I can't help but think about when COVID first hit King County and it ended up being at an Amazon building in South Lake Union. Mm-hmm. I live on South Lake Union. So I was like, what? Because yeah. at, at that point, it's like, OK, it's here, here. I and at this point. Yeah. Down the street at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and I think it's the building that was like right across the street from my my apartment building. Honestly, yeah, true. Uh, no, seriously. <laughs> um. So with that, a lot of people were like, "Okay, it's not a lot of it. It's okay. It's not going to be that serious." But obviously, a couple months later, we ended up going on lockdown for about two years. Right. right. Can you tell us, one, where the heck is this monkeypox coming from? And with numbers starting to hit the 200s and creeping up to 300s, what do you think life is looking like for us in like the next month? Yeah, so it's interesting, right? There's a lot of um, discussion out there about the origins of monkeypox. I mean, the latest that I heard and um, what we're kind of going right now is it was in Nigeria for actually quite a long time. Um, apparently, for the past 10 years, it's been kind of sitting there brewing. Um, you know, there's a couple of doctors out there that were actually throwing the warning signs and letting people know in the community that, you know, that monkeypox is here. It's actually changed from, you know, just the normal vector that it was in, and now it's doing human-human contact. And that's the key here. Uh, monkeypox is not usually known for um, human-human contact spread. And so now that we have that, we have a whole different situation with this disease. And so, you know, apparently what's happened is just gotten outside of Nigeria, it spread to, you know, other places now in the world. Um, unfortunately, what that means is that we have to really be prepared for it because with this human-to-human contact spread, there is a possibility it can have that increased chance of really uh, dispersing itself throughout our communities. Now, you know, there are some numbers that, you know, we do have to look at, right? We have to really just examine this, the whole picture. So. As of now, 98% of the cases for monkeypox are men, okay, first and foremost. And so that's one statistic we got to be aware of. The second statistic is 95% of those um, were developed through sexual contact. So there's two things that I want you guys to decipher from that, and which I want you guys to take back, is that one, um, it is sexual contact that you can get this disease. But remember, we now have found out close contact also can give this disease. So that means this can skip from just being in a male population to the total population, right? Um, putting us all at risk. So I really want to make sure people understand that. Um, a lot of people develop disease so far from sexual contact, but close contact also um, can transmit disease. Also, we've shown that you know, just talking to someone from a prolonged period of time, the respiratory droplets, 
um, can transfer the disease. So we really, really got to watch the transmission of it. Um, so that's kind of my spill just in regards to monkeypox and where we're at right now. So, okay. It's not technically a sexually transmitted disease. No, not by technicality. It's getting transmitted that way. And 90% of them, people that have it right now, are men. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not a herpes. Because I Googled it. Because like, I was like, yeah. oh, it's just like general, like, warts no. times 12. Right. What is it? So it's, it's good you brought that up. So it's a pox virus, right? And so pox virus, if you look at it, it's almost like what you do with, you know, the genuses and species with animals and things of that nature. It's in its own family of, it's called orthopox viruses. So it's a separate uh, family of pox viruses. Chicken pox, right? That's in the herpes pox virus section. So it's in a whole different, so it's not even related to chicken pox at all. And so what wow. it is, is actually more, yeah, it's, it's completely different. Um, it's in a um, category that the smallpox is in. So it's closely related to smallpox. Um, cowpox is in the same category also. And so that's, you know, that's a distinction. And so what we found too, that some people, there's you no know, small mind people that were vaccinated for smallpox. They are immune to monkeypox because of that. Now, the thing with the monkeypox is good. It's, it's so far, it's not as life threatening as smallpox is. So um, it's not a large amount of it's a word we use in, in medicine, mortality, meaning death from it. Um, but, you know, things change. We saw how COVID changed. So, you know, we just really got to be aware of this and really stay on top of it. So if anything, it's just more so uncomfortable and looks extremely alarming. Yeah. I mean, it takes you out the game for about, you know, two to four weeks. So, you know, and you got to isolate, right? Because it's, it's yeah. easy transmissible. So you got to isolate. You got to be away from people. I think, you know, some of us experience COVID and that isolation, that's 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 hard, right? We're used to social contact. And so, I mean, we're still seeing what happens, the ramifications of just, you know, being socially isolated for a long period of time. So, um, you know, you always got to remember, once you get smallpox, you're isolated for at least two to four weeks. The lesions have to completely heal over um, before you can get around people again. Um, I There's something on TikTok, or there at least was one particular TikTok of a guy and his boyfriend had uh, the monkeypox and then passed it over to him. But his monkeypox had completely cleared up. And he said he's taking care of me now because his monkeypox is completely cleared up. And now that he's had it, he can't get it again. Is that true? So I think we got to wait. You know, I think we got to really see what the data says for that. Um, it's possible. But I think we've learned over the past couple of years that, you know, things can change. Um, so I think we still need a little bit more data on that. I'm glad that I did ask that only because the, the problem that I have with TikTok and one of the reasons why I wanted for you to start coming on my show, Dr. Nelson, is just because you get so much information from just the everyday Joe talking about their current experience where it was even like with COVID, somebody was like, so I tried uh, taking an orange and then they put cinnamon on it and they burned it. And then they were like, they were able to get their taste back. Other people just ended up with a burnt tongue. So at that point, it's like you have all these people doing these makeshift analysis and saying, oh, my boyfriend is cleared up of it. So now he can't get it again. And I'm like, these are things to where it's like, if this is true, I need to hear this from a doctor and not just you assuming that your boyfriend can't get it again because he doesn't have any more lesions or anything. Right. And that's and that's I think information is key in staying educated. I actually um, now do kind of some sequences, health sequences on TikTok as a roundaway doc 
for that reason, because I feel that I want to disseminate the right information, the correct information. Um, we have we have lived in a world that false information is occurring more rapidly and is more prolific than we really like, right? And what that does, though, that can cause harm because now people are doing things that aren't um, health conscious and are putting other people at risk. Um, you know, for instance, I think you know people need to be informed that with the new um, variation of the Omicron for COVID. You know, usually, you know, three months were good, but we're starting to see that, you know, one month, if, you know, you possibly can get COVID and then get it again one month later. So um, information is key. Being on top of information is key and making sure you get the information from the right person, I think, is um, going to help us get through this. That's very true, because there was a point when people were also saying, oh, if you catch COVID, you're not going to be able to get it again. And then all of a sudden people were like, um, I know someone that has had it twice now. That is not true. Um, Vaccination. A lot of people are literally having to jump from state to state, stand in these crazy long lines in order to get the vaccine. And apparently they just don't have enough of it. Can you tell us a little bit about the vaccine for monkeypox? Why it's so sparse? Because... From what I've seen, it started, honestly, in like the 1800s or something like that. And it's just now revving up. Yeah. So I think monkeypox isn't supposed to be doing what it's doing. So that's kind of throwing us in in for a loop. Human-human spread of of the disease just wasn't occurring. And so now we've been put into a situation where now we have to kind of adapt and figure out how to take on this this new spread of this monkeypox. So there are vaccines for it. Um, Those vaccines are hopefully going to ramp up and become more widespread. Um, there's no really true general public um, use for the vaccine right now. You can get in certain places in very small amounts and there's very specific criteria for how you get the vaccine. Uh, mainly if you're someone that's been in close contact with someone that has monkeypox, um, which you suspect that you may be getting it. Um, people that are immunocompromised, um, young kids that are um, less than the age of eight that have been exposed. Um, so it's very specific where the vaccine is going right now. Um, I know the government, I know the CDC on their site was saying that it looks like we're going to be trying to ramp up the amount of vaccine that's out there um, so that we can have it available. Um, but for right now, it's very, very hard to get the vaccine. It's very, very limited. That does make sense. So basically, somehow, some way, someone got in contact with an animal and just started passing it around to everybody else. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, that that particular TikTok was correct. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this: being that this is something that isn't supposed to be so transferable from human to human, and obviously it's happening, mm-hmm. how can you protect yourself? I ended up seeing a news clip where it was like, you know, you can go to the gas station and touch the gas pump and get it. A, a lot of things are kind of like COVID, but my mm-hmm. thing is if I am not able to get the vaccine unless, you know, I've been in contact with someone that's had it, which at that particular point, I might already have it being that it's not only a sexually transmitted thing. You can have a conversation with me, maybe sneeze and something, you know, there you go. Right. How I protect myself without just walking around in, you know, one of those clear bubbles. Yeah, it's unfortunate, right? Because we just kind of got out of, not got out of it, but we're getting more comfortable with just the, the precautions for COVID. And now we jump back into kind of the same kind of scenario. Um, a couple of things about monkeypox that I think people should know. Uh, monkeypox is it's, it's one of those things where it can, it can survive pretty well, um, especially in kind of like dark areas. 
um, UV light is very susceptible to. So in the sun, it's susceptible, but dark areas, dark rooms, things of that nature, um, it can actually exist. We've started to see in some studies up to about 15 days. So if you're exposed or if you're around someone that's had monkeypox or you're in their environment, um, you just got to kind of be aware that everything needs to be cleaned. You got to use a disinfectant and clean. And they recommend like a, what we call wet disinfectant, meaning like a spray or like a, um, like a wet wipe or something of that nature um, to cleanse down everything, anything that person has touched. Um, and so that's really where we're at with it now as far as just um, you know, staying ahead of it and making sure we're not spreading it. So one thing that I just thought of, so it's not like something with herpes where it's like you actually have to touch the the like the the lesion. Well, yeah. I mean, you can, but yeah. I feel like with herpes, like that's one of the only ways that you can right. really get it right. if they're having the outbreak. Right. But with this, if you have it and you start having the lesions, if I have mm-hmm. a conversation with you, I might end up catching it. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's one of those things that, um, you know, you just got, like you said, you have to be aware of that we are seeing that the transmission is there from just, you know, talking to someone for a prolonged period of time. So that is definitely a little different. Um, I think. Let's see. I feel like that might be all the questions that I have for right now. Um, Do you think that within the next couple months, maybe even like six months, the vaccine will be a little more um, accessible for others? Because obviously, if this wasn't some if this obviously isn't a disease that's supposed to be transferred to humans, they literally probably only had enough for the animals that would potentially need it. And now they're having to like quickly get it together just so that way we don't have another COVID situation. Do you think they're going to be able to like get it? And also do you think it will be worth everyone going out and getting the vaccine once it is, you know, ready available? Well, I think what we need and, you know, hopefully we do this in a, you know, a timely um, way, a little bit more data because remember right now only 90, it's mainly in the male population. So we have to figure out now then how does that work? You know, What's the plan? What's the process? How do we allocate? You know, does the general population still get access to it because there is this respiratory spread? Or, you know, are are we just going to say if you have these specific um, qualifications, then you get the vaccine? I do know that they're, you know, ramping up. They're trying to get more vaccine available because we don't know what this is going to do, right? I mean, as soon as we start seeing more of a um, cross-gender spread, then, you know, that it can easily ramp up more right there. Um, so I think preparation is key. And, I, you know, just from what I've been reading and hearing, it sounds like, you know, the government, you know, the CDC is trying to get ahead of this before it becomes a big problem. All right. Well, Dr. Nelson, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of obviously your busy day. You are currently at work <laughs> and um, giving us this information that is so needed right now with monkeypox. So that way, just the entire world at this point can get prepared and make sure that they are just just start disinfecting. You know, like I wipe down the studios these days. I'm like, look, I don't, I never know. Okay. Like people coming out of this building all day. If I don't have to touch things, I'm trying not to touch things. Um, please let everyone know where they can find you at on social media to keep up with like your TikToks and on your Instagram and all of your amazing um, medical content that you're just sharing with the world right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I really believe right now that, you know, information is key and I want to spread good information. So I am on Instagram. I'm also now on TikTok. I'm the roundaway doc. 
Um, so I'm giving you good information that's fact-based. And I'm, I'm doing it in a way that it's easy for you to understand. I don't want to, you know, tire you with jargon and get you confused with words that you're like, what is he talking about? Um, so I really am trying to make sure I communicate, you know, some very, very helpful um, information and keep the world happy and healthy. I know that's right. Well, shoot, until next time, hopefully this outbreak doesn't get too crazy. Hopefully when I have yeah. you come back, we're able to talk it's about fun. something completely different. But if it's not, we will definitely have to come back and talk about it. And especially even if like COVID decides to be like, hey, girl, I'm still here. We'll have to bring you on to talk about that new variant. Yes. But in the meantime, between time, I once again want to thank you for stopping by and being my first interview on season two with Rewind with Mesa. Yay. I appreciate the opportunity. This has been great. And I'm here for you. I'm here to spread the good word of good health. So let me know you need me. Well, that was informative. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Nelson for giving us all the details that we need to be fully equipped for this whole monkeypox situation. Obviously, there are still some moments and still some things that we have questions about, like if you get it, can you get it again? And if you can, how how far apart is it? You know, with like COVID, you end up having the antibodies and there's a certain amount of time that you're not able to get it again. But with this whole monkeypox situation, dude, this isn't even supposed to be something that humans can get. So with that being said, we don't really know what the heck is going on. So I'm going to make sure I keep you guys updated on what's happening with these monkeypox. And especially when it comes to being able to get the vaccine, who is going to be able to get it and when it will be readily available to anyone and everyone that actually wants it. In the meantime, in between time, we're going to go to one more commercial break. And then when we get back, we are going to end this episode of Rewind with Besa. Hey guys, Besa Gordon here. And before heading to Belize, Trey Holiday and I had to Make sure we linked up with our good friends over at Market Street Shoes to, of course, grab a few things for the trip. From bags to socks, shoes, sunglasses, earrings, and more. Before going on any trip, make sure you stop at Market Street Shoes. Trust me, you'll find just what you need to make your trip not only enjoyable, but fashionable. Patiently waiting, I'm passionately matching every expectation, every action, not the creation. I'm laughing in the face of casualties and sorrow. For the first time, I'm thinking past tomorrow. And I am not going to take my shot. I am not going to take my In the meantime, between time, when it does come to events, I might not have a full list of events, but you guys know we got these Friends of Waterfronts events, okay? There's literally something going on every single day of the month over at Pier 62. And one big thing that's happening is the Madaraka Festival, and that is going down this Saturday. So if anything, if you need something to do, I say take your butt on down to Pier 62 this weekend. Real quick, let's let's check the weather together here in uh, Seattle for Saturday. Oh, 
Okay, it's not going to be bad. It's going to be a nice little 76 degrees. And that means it's not going to be too hot. So look, make sure you guys pull up the Pier 62 this weekend. Actually pull up there all month, but definitely pull up for Madaraka Festival this weekend, especially if you want to see some skin folk, okay? Anywho, you guys, in the meantime, between time, I will have more events on my Instagram and TikTok uh, later on today, if not tomorrow. So of course, keep up with me on social media at Basa Gordon and make sure that you also are listening to me here in Seattle on Hits Wednesday. 6.1 Saturday morning if you are up from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. And of course, I'm still on in Austin, Texas, Portland, Oregon, Fresno, California, and Sacramento, California. Your girl be busy, okay? So until Monday, you already know, have an amazing rest of your day and weekend. And of course, even with everything going on these days, please always find a reason and a way to keep that energy high. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.